0: Good morning, universe. Here, let me uh, attend to putting this in a position where it will record well. I believe that qualifies. How you doing? <clears throat> well, here at 627 in the morning on the 7th of April. Are we the 7th? We are the 7th. And it is 628 now. Hey, birthday. Um, and ah, oh, man, work, work. Okay, uh, I work a job at the Home Depot, which is an American big box store that sells well, originally it was a hardware store and now it looks more like a Bed Bath and Beyond, fucked up Walmart. But if, um, if you're In a position that um, an employer is willing to bend over backward and give you essentially that which you most want schedule-wise and um, work-wise, in other words, the shifts and the departments uh, that you would choose, If you could just write your own schedule. Uh, I can't see going through April to September without working at all. There's got to be some income generated. And other than uh, some cosmic windfall of monetary uh, origin, I don't know that. Uh, I have any windfall available other than applying to work for a job. So, if they'll give me 16 hours a week on two days of work, one of which would be an overnight, so that my days were free for six out of seven days, that'd be hard to pass up. Because schedule-wise, getting work that accommodates what I want to do this summer is going to be a little difficult. A little difficult. Meaning not simple or easy, but a little difficult. This would make it completely taken care of. No worries. Plus, I know what I'm getting into. Plus, there will be no surprises of, uh, of um, unexpected nature. So it's also very stable. Simple and stable. But it also means that all the work I've put into my farewell project either goes on hold or goes to waste. Which is disappointing. And I think my farewell project for this job might have been my best moment in this job. So to just randomly... Discard it. I hate to say it, but that part feels almost the worst. And, well, not almost the worst. That part would, um, if, if I left later and that part never completed, then I would feel bad about it. And I know I'm being elusive here because I think people at work are listening to this. So, (laughs) that all said, the reason for getting on and recording this morning is because I literally flip-flop every 15 seconds as to which way to go here. There is no intuition. There are just a pile of knowns and a pile of unknowns. And whether I stay or go, the piles are different, but they're about equal. So, 50-50 on this is exactly where I'm at. And I don't know who can give me advice as to what to do here, because if I ask my coworkers, they'll just say, of course, stay. And if I ask anybody with an adventurous spirit, they'll be like, well, why are you staying for a day? Just go. Why am I staying for a day, or a day and a night? Well, I actually wrote out five reasons yesterday, because sometimes I need to remind myself of the things that I do have as advantages. I do have quality interactions with people there. I have met some really phenomenal people, to be honest. But the work itself offers nothing, other than the assistance of customers Who need it. But that's growing less and less frequent, so... (sighs) But that is the reward. And I had customer interactions yesterday, three in a row, that were just phenomenal. But that was it. The rest of us were lackluster. But if you can get one phenomenal interaction with a random person at your job a day, well then, yeah, that would qualify as worth working. Um, Sorry about the dog walking around on the hardwoods. It's uh, her time of morning to go look for whatever morsels she missed last night. And uh, she does that walking around the living room. I don't know why. I don't even know why I told you that. Phoebe, I'm sorry for exposing you. Um, Let's see if I can move on to something purposeful if you're staying at a job because you have good friends there your coworkers are awesome and the work is forgettable is that a combination of frustration for me do i finally hate the fact that i come to do this stupid work every day even though we can all group hug over here and console each other on what our lives have become. Huh. In some ways, I feel like if I stay, I send exactly the wrong message. That, yeah, it's okay to explore, but only do so if you're on a leash and your mom's got the fucking handle. I don't know. Baby steps, though. Why jump out of a frying pan directly into a fire if you can just look over the edge and determine whether or not that's a smart move. Maybe I won't jump out of this pan after all. The real... Well, all right. If I'm being honest, the reason to stay is one. And one only. It's an avenue a conduit, a pathway toward connecting with my soulmate. That may disappear if I leave. I know that sounds crazy. How can that channel evaporate? And I don't have an answer, but it can. That much I know. So, that risk, honestly, losing that, hmm, well, that scares me more than being penniless and having to come up with some day-to-day plan to make myself enough money to eat and feed my dog and pay the rent and put the water bill... Into the green. Boy, Phoebe, I don't even know if we can keep this one. This morning's one is terrible. All right, we're getting rid of this. And by getting rid of, of course, I mean this terrible channel of thought that I cannot seem to escape from. uh, That is so boring, I can't imagine you listen to it. So, if anyone is listening at this point, really ponder why. Um, But let's see if I can reward... You mom, with at least a nugget of something to uh, think on until I get back from work today and have a better update as to where I'm going to head. <clears throat> Let's take the idea of abandoning your coworkers versus staying to support them. If you look at your role as a friend, as someone who in times of trouble can be depended on, well, then, I'm losing friends because they're not going to be able to depend on me, or at least that's how I'll come off. This is in well in as much as it's possible to be a truly tumultuous time for the garden department. Winter into spring is a transition that uh demands an enormous amount of work for people who have just been hired. So, anybody who's been through it for a year, two, three, seven, ten, fifteen, has value just because they know the process. And if I leave, I will leave one and a half people there who know what the fuck they're doing. I only make two and a half but I double the productivity of that legacy crew. And the productivity I bring is that which most co-workers either have no interest in, thus rarely do, or don't understand that they should be prioritizing, so they overlook. In other words, I also get core critical work done. So if I leave the one and a half behind, while I like the half, the one I care about, to the point that it matters to me that I'm mostly fucking her over, nobody else, she'll feel the aftershocks of my departure by far the most. In in fact professionally, may be the only one who actually goes through that. In fact, that seems right. Other than my boss, but my boss is a dick, so I don't really care that he's going to (laughs) suffer. In fact, I didn't have that on the list, but I should. Uh, I hate admitting the ugly sides of my personality, but if I'm being honest, screwing over my boss is a little bit of why I'm doing this. It might even be a little bit more than a little bit. But I'm I I'm not I'm not a vindictive person. I'm not someone who actually looks for opportunities to get back at people. In fact, I don't even think that way ever. Except when you scare me. Like if you do a good scare and I'm scared, then I'm already plotting how can I get you back? But other than that, no. Um no. And Yet with this guy, okay a little bit. Hmm. Okay. I hadn't put that together, so I had to let that run through my head. But there's no question there's a little bit of that there. Whether there's a lot, um, that I'm not even ready to uh look at because if there is, then obviously my decision's pissed for. But do you stay somewhere and as it were, suck it up, because leaving is a catastrophe for someone you leave behind that you actually would never want to create suffering for. I think at the professional level, the answer here is absolutely not. And anybody in a cutthroat industry, of course, can't even understand why I'm pondering this issue. But if your whole purpose and destiny in life is to be the most loving person to humanity you can, well, this puts you in a bit of a dilemma, especially when you consider that anything residing in ego and self is inherently untrustworthy. It makes it that much more challenging to determine how to go. And again, my parents can't give me good advice here. My coworkers can't give me good advice. The random people in my life are too random to even consider asking for their advice, which really leaves me. So I will use today as much as possible to reflect upon. The pros of staying. And if the pros of staying can somehow outweigh the cons of staying, well, maybe I will stay. Pause till this afternoon. Hey, universe. You hear that? That's right. I'm cooking meat for my dog. Yummy, eh? Oh, Phoebe. Ooh, three bratwursts from the back of the freezer that we didn't even know were in there. Yummy for Phoebe. So, uh, how's it going? Um, I'm home from work. Uh, you know what? Pause. I'll wait till the bratwursts are cooked before we go further. But for you meat lovers out there, Enjoy. Because this will be the last time ever. Pause. Okay, a little more gratuitous audio bratwurst porn. But only a little. Pause. On pause. Oh, wait a second. I got a lot to do before I hit pause. Uh, I mean, I'm hitting pause, then I'm back. Why am I even talking? Uh, should I start talking yet? You know, it's bad when you are three disjointed segments into a recording and you would purge two of them if you didn't have the level of no shame that I have. And no shame. Hmm. I have experienced shame. It's not like I don't understand it. But getting to a point in life where you literally have no shame is as liberating a plateau on which to land as there is. Shame is a concept that if I hear it from others, I immediately try to disarm it. Shame is huh, maybe the worst bubble to trap yourself in. So, having no shame, uh, I no longer know what those bubbles look like, but I do hear other people when they're trying to Put themselves down as unworthy of something or, well, karma just kicks me in the teeth because, well, I deserve it. I think, hey, buddy, I used to be you, and I can tell you, being you is not fun, because being this me, fucking great. Being the old me, fucking awful. So, why am I telling you this? Good question. Pause. Wait, does this make four sessions that I wish I could delete? Mm. <sighs> well however, uh, in the midst of creating the worst uh, podcast of all time, I would just like to say I did realize it, but I persisted thinking, if I'm going to do anything well, it's going to be this. Oh, why did I say that? Oh, the self-implied pressure I put on myself. Whew. Now, if anyone were listening, well, first, check your head. Pause, stop. Go find something to do. Come back. If this is still interesting, keep listening. But trust me, that break should tell you that you are wasting your time. Pause. Unpause. All right. If you're still listening, I will reward you. Because I actually have a pretty good story to tell. My day went from the time I said, I'll talk to you this afternoon, forward. Well, let's just say every day in life gave you this much hmm, with which to engage your emotions, your mind, your heart, your projections, your revelations, your mistakes. I mean, a day filled with this much texture? It feels like I completed four novels. I'm almost overrun with theme. I have so many rewarding elements out of my day. I don't know if I can compile enough of a (laughs) clear transition from it all to share it. But I'm going to try. And the minute I figured out how to look at this so there'd be some imbalance I could believe in and thus default choice this, I was liberated instantly because I had spent 16 hours thinking of, okay, well if I stay, well, that means that I could save some money to do this and that. I could, you know, I had all the, hmm, I had all the me thoughts go through me which I knew I was purging some of, I just, I'm always going to think about myself before I can start thinking about what else is going on. So I have to get rid of all that shit first. And I got rid of that pretty quick because I've been mostly diminishing it for two weeks. So the ones that came up now were particular to the situation as it existed, but having been given essentially a blank check of, well, what do you want? How could we keep you? made me think, well, how could they keep me, 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 right? And, uh, and yet, let's face it, I live in America. This might as well be shark-infested waters. So if you're not understanding that the universe might be throwing you a softball so that you fucking knock it out of the park and take advantage of what is there to be had, well, I, I know that has to be listened to. So... Ah, uh, back and forth I go, right? Oh, my fucking God. For about nine more minutes after I'd pause that recording. Because what hits me, hits me so right that it's like, oh, my God. Why didn't I just think of that first? So my decision gets made immediately. After almost deciding I could just flip a fucking coin. I mean, let God tell me. Not that God's there or anything, but, you know, just using words. And instead of enduring the ultimate, oh, God, I just don't know what to do. God, I'm sorry. Enough with the religions. I have no God. You might. Great. But sorry to bring up the name. So, Jesus, ah, there's another one. Stilskin and I are having a conversation. And this dude makes me look like a saint, right? Well, I I have the revelation that tells me, of course, of course. It's, it's, in fact, almost embarrassing that it didn't hit me this way initially. Because the way I see how to break it down, that makes sense. Well, it's simple, to say the least. So... I then immediately text the one person whose counsel I did seek, but never having heard any response, they ended up in some circumstance that pulled them out of uh, uh, communicative uh, uh, capacity. It just it it left me uh, so sure. That I didn't really even explain that I'd gotten there. Just that I had uh, initially regretted not having anybody to bounce stuff off, but knew I was making the right decision. I and and I thought I might drag this out till Monday. Like, oh, how am I how am I going to figure it out? So to have it go from completely dead even. confident in a matter of nine minutes. Well, it was one of the best thought paths I've ever found. It was almost, it wasn't like the light went off. It was, I could sequence what I was grouping up into Uber, or into two categories that were so basic. I thought, oh my God, I should start figuring everything out this way. So, I will explain what I came up with here in a second, but I want to now, say that I know what I'm going to do. So I'm no longer uh, perplexed about which way to go. I'm exactly sure of what I'm going to do. And <laughs> every signal in the universe starts telling me I'm right. It was amazing. Like my whole next hour and a half was filled with both animal interaction, bird interaction, uh, music interaction, uh, timing interaction. Oh, my God, the, the ways that I was getting told absolutely confidently that the winning side was right, again, makes me think sometimes what you're trying to do in making a hard decision is finding the vibe in the universe that's responding to you and your confidence. If you can bring out a decision that you know is right, the universe will agree. Finding that decision, I still don't know. Because, again, I've been trying to simplify everything. So here's a good example of where I was making everything too complex and could have just gotten it done in nine minutes had I just simplified. And so sure of what my next move was that even though this uh, contact stayed out of touch throughout the day, like, uh, I to the point I started... Getting a little concerned because, I don't know, I don't have a lot of news, but quitting my job is about as big a news as I've got. So it was just like uh, enough of, a, uh, of an unsteadiness that I started wondering if the universe was waiting for this person to give me the sage piece of advice I hadn't even considered and ignored before I got all this confidence and now fucking right back to fifty fifty land. <sighs> Fortunately, that didn't happen. Um, but you know, I just, whatever signals are going on that day, I'm trying to understand how their impact into my new reality as I'm trying to conceive it is reinforcing or contradicting. This was one of the only negatives I could think of. And I was imagining it. I mean, it was me making shit up, which I understood in real time. Like I was talking myself off the ledge quite easily. But I was realizing there is a ledge out there. I didn't even know that. So, and, and I like to always listen to all my negatives. Always. Because usually they're dead wrong. So talking myself out of them is always confidence boosting. But if you find a negative that comes back, even if you've dismissed it, well, reevaluate. Especially, don't just think, okay, if that negative were to happen At the worst possible time in the worst possible capital, like let it flourish. And if you can follow a path down that, then that negative's popped up for more than good reason. It's there to get your attention. So as the day goes on, I'm fortunately so busy that I'm not understanding that. And I'm interacting with a bunch of people who, uh, you know, at least are aware that uh, I'm in this dilemma. I haven't admitted anything to anybody because the guy I want to talk to isn't in till in the mid afternoon and I'm leaving at five. So I have about a five minute window to, to discuss and it's at the end of the day. So I basically just brushed everybody off all day long and told him I'm still thinking about it, even though I knew exactly what was happening. And, uh, when I get the chance to talk to the guy that needs to at least understand how I want to proceed. And, uh, if, there's room to, you know, uh, negotiate. Uh, What do you got? Well, as we sit down, first of all, no, I have great respect for this guy. I've never really uh, been in a position where somebody who uh, is the quote unquote uh, leader of the group because they've gotten into the management position that has the most authority to fire, I've always found corporate America to be a cutthroat place to be. And do you know what ruined my first trip into this orange apron was how cutthroat I saw it was if you thought about going up the ladder? Because these guys loved me the first time around. But I realized they were abusive. (laughs) And they were going to abuse the fuck out of me if I were to take even two steps. Because that job two steps up is a fucking killer. It, I watched it eat two people up while I was there this time. It's a killer. And I just don't have the instinct for it. It's a pretty fair place to the peons. But you want to manage? Well, welcome to the real Shark Tank. And so it's hard to even look at the quote-unquote managers, except those that stumble into it and fucking deal with it. There are a couple of really great people in that level, but most of them are the people who are working it. And then comes this guy who, uh, huh, uh, hang on. Unpause. Um, sorry. This is, uh, this is emotionally fertile territory and uh i'm not breaking down i just i have a lot of um i have a lot of texture here that i realize will uh expose itself over the course of the next four months of reminiscing and finding out what was of real value to me what sticks what disappears but all of that right now is a jumble so any uh uh, sense of uh Romanticizing the situation that you can imagine i'm sure i'm experiencing, and in that bubble of uh, of gas station uh rose bubble uh fortune telling uh trinkets that uh Home Depot actually sold this year uh, inside of that tagginess, let's see if I can bring some something what velvet elvisy <sighs> I sit down in his office and This guy, uh, I think, respects everybody and doesn't show it to everybody in blanket form, finds a way to individually connect, just like I do. Now, I am very proud of this skill and would say, if you're going to rewind the life, make me do it all over again please give me this back. I don't know that I've leveraged this as well as this guy has because I think I learned some things here from what might be a true Jedi Master. And I'll just put some parallels together here. The very first moment I see the guy, and I'm out on a watering shift at, I think, 5 to 9, so it's either 5.30 or 6 because he's, I don't know this, I know the new manager has been hired. Our old manager, the guy that actually hired me into the store for the second time, probably used a little juice to do it, to be honest, because I'd been fired. And usually people who are fired are blacklisted. I had been fired for the rare occurrence of chronic lateness. If in two years I was given 500 shifts, I was late to 400 of them. And I'm not exaggerating. When they fired me, and I had expected it about six months before this, because I just, when I when I no longer gave a fuck, I no longer gave a fuck. They should have fired me six months before they did the first time. Well, fortunately, I worked my ass off on them, and even did at the end. I just, my attitude went to hell. So I knew that I had left that place in a tangle. Emotionally for myself, karmically for myself, just a mess. I hadn't done an F job, but I had certainly been uh, instructed to retake the class. And it took a long time to circle back to that. I didn't even understand that was going to happen. Frankly, the universe spit me there. So I think had I uh, taken another route, somehow the universe would have forced me back here to fix this. And, And this was... Three, four months. Let me think, because I want to get this right. You know, it's three months, probably two and a half, into my initial stint that a new guy comes in. And the guy that hired me, he was a boy's boy. And we were boy's boys together. I like this dude. We had a lot of, like, fun as uh, males chatting up baseball from their youth and shit from Texas. I mean, I just like the guy. He was likable. He was a little—he was a little George Bushy, and that was what was cool about him. So, a new guy coming in, I'm like, oh god, like I'm already on tender ground because I'm waking up at four in the morning to water at five in the morning in forty-degree weather, that's freezing my ass off, um, and this persists into May until it really gets nice enough that I think, all right, I kind of like this job again, and now we got a new manager coming in. Well, the very first time I see him, he's downstocking, which means finding product to put on the shelves so buyers can buy it from the worst, most cluttered bay the entire department has. And I'm thinking to myself, hey, the new, what, receiving guy? Who's fucking downstocking that bay? Who is that dude? And, of course, my only thought is, the new manager? But no. No fucking way. I mean, no fucking way. <laughs> no. In fact, I mean, it's so easy to dismiss the thought, because of all the other managers I know, that even the most golden of them, even Adam, even Colin, even... uh. Even Karen, none of them would have downstock that bay. That on on in within the first three or four days they had started. I didn't really know when he was starting. It turned out this was his second shift. His first shift he had done an overnight. I shit you not. I think now I can't confirm. I, and no way can I confirm that. But I had heard that he had done an overnight, and they needed overnight help. So I, I figured he came into the pain point just to say. I support you. It's a tactical move, right? I, of course it's tactical. He's a fucking H- Home Depot manager. Okay. So, it goes into my head that, well, I guess it could be him, but <laughs> no way! And then I want to know who he is, because, well, he's not the... I mean, maybe the new manager brought some other dude with him, and this dude's going to fix Garden. Okay. Way to go, man. That's a good first move. I'll give you that. So, the day goes on, a couple hours, and... I finally know that he's there, so I go seek him out so I can shake his hand, and say who who I am, and uh, and I know him now as the guy that was downstocking that bay, and I'm so impressed. He stands out in this one moment <laughs> so much to me that I'm I'm almost stunned that like some getting a rock star autograph. I I can't voice that you actually did that. Wait a second! He's shaking my paradigm for Home Depot in one fucking move, and uh, and I think who trained this guy? Like ah, uh, we'll see. Of course, I expect nothing but disappointment, and not disappointment. Listen, the people that get into these jobs are phenomenal people in most regards, but the job's a brutal one, so ah. Uh, it beats down a lot of people. And I am so aware of this that you can't even tempt me into some structural management position. are you fucking crazy? I can hold my shit together as a peon who doesn't get told a lot what to do but just does his job. Take it any further than that and all of us are going to regret it. I'm so comfortable in that spot. I just don't even... I feel sorry for all the ones that fail. I hope they all succeed to the dreamiest dreams of their dreams. But I often think Oh man, why'd you go into management? Like you're not cut out for it, I gotta say. And I've seen more people quit this job than than persist. It is a it's essentially the grind mill. You you make it through this, well then fuck. How far can you go? So I watch as the day goes on that this guy is doing the most valuable assist work for everybody he's working with. I'm just, I'm like, wow, wow, he's the store manager. Why isn't he sitting in his office calling people in to say how I want things done around here and, you know, fuck man, you're, you're doing it right. What are you doing? So this persists through the rest of my relationship with him to the point that I've told him many times. He is easily the best manager I've ever worked for. And I mean it every single time, and I don't say it often enough. So, this is the guy that I'm entrusting will at least understand why I got to go. And this is the guy, hmm, Ah. It's not all easy. Uh, this is the guy who, uh, in respect to the work that does matter, well, I feel, I feel like I'm letting him down the most. Because he's been nothing. Nothing. He's been nothing but the best random guy to make his way up the chain. Uh, So, uh, I have enough respect for him that I explain why and how and the next thing's I'm hoping to achieve in just the generic because nothing I'm about to do is because it's about me. So there's really no explaining it. And he totally gets it. I mean, it's not often I've ever been affected by my professional experiences. But that's how good a guy this is. So his retorts are on point. I mean it's like it's like I'm telling my brother why I gotta go do something, he's like I totally get it. And I even I even dodge a couple of his questions because I don't really have answers for him. But I tell him I'm gonna bring back meaningful answers. He deserves it. <sighs> Sorry. I uh even in the moment of realizing that my decision to go is the right one, I uh, I feel like you know <sighs> it's not fair that the system is built so that people like me can't at least persist enough for the people like him that deserve. They deserve the best. Like, I could be the best worker for him. But the system is just flawed enough to not allow me enough breathing room to not eventually cave. I can't, I can't support so much of what corporate America represents without it Telling me to go do something better. So I gave it a year. I reevaluated and I understood that everything about staying was about me. And that everything about going, uh, well, that was about giving back to the universe. <sighs> so that doesn't make it easy, but it makes it right. And uh, I'm long overdue for doing the right thing. Okay, I literally just hit the stop button. I just want to say that sometimes when I'm this emotional, the words in my head, I'm trying to filter through how to say something without breaking down. Because I don't want to break down. Now, I have finished my train of thought. So I'm kind of past it. This is how my emotions work. It's weird. But inhibiting them as I did in this last recording isn't right. But breaking down in this circumstance wasn't professional. And if nothing else, well, I had a day where all the signals from the universe told me I was doing the right thing. And the one person who I really hadn't consequentially worked out what this was going to mean, well, We were on the same page exactly. And it's critical to me that as I move through wherever I'm going, that the lighthouses along the way who really get a good look at me and can evaluate me properly, that I'm I'm at least cool with them. I need some feedback sometimes that I'm not necessarily keeping my head on straight. And I'm starting to find the people in the universe who can tell me when I need to hear that. I believe this is another one. And I think I found three more during this experience. So to think that I'm in the midst of four truly great consultative presences, I need to cultivate my forward life So that these people don't disappear. The point of me being here. Was to. Take what potential this place. Had forgotten it had. Expose it. And then. Like a. Bottle of soda. Shake it up and let it blow itself open. So. That. Is the biggest plan of all. Whether I can execute. Well, looking at the Magic 8-Ball? Hey! It says the forecast is sunny! I'll take that.